0: Hello, this is Shweta Bhagwat from the Florence School of Regulation, and I'm reporting from the IRENA General Assembly, the ninth one, and I have with me here today Mr. Andrew P. Buggs, who also happens to be a colleague of mine, but importantly, today I'm discussing with him as a commission member of this new uh, committee which is talking about geopolitics uh, in the energy transformation, but, and is labelled a new report that's calling it a new world. So. Uh, Firstly, thank you for uh, joining us on this podcast.
1: I'm glad to do it.
0: I have a series of very simple questions uh, which I would like to address. Uh, What really uh, piqued my interest was, as the world unites towards a sustainable uh, future and has come together at the Paris Agreement and after, it was interesting to come across this report which talks about the geopolitics of the very same thing and uh, could you throw some light on why this report and why now?
1: Well, um, I think the report of ge- energy and geopolitics are very connected. You always, I think in you know, all the strategies of security of supply, energy plays a particular role, where the energy sources will be, uh, how they will be supplied, where are reserves, etc. So it's a very classical situation. And uh, definitely uh, this is an issue you always need to reflect. But in recent times, there have been particular changes in technology on the scale, and it is particularly related to wind and also solar. But also in midstream, there have been changes also in upstream uh, in downstream. So there is a shift. And in this situation, you can't just keep the classical dogma of security of supply and energy geopolitics. It is changing and changing rapidly. And that's why the report was needed just to reflect on the global trends that need to be reflected when we talk about energy geopolitics today.
0: Thank you. Uh, something the very second chapter of the report addresses is repositioning of the states. Uh, any particular alliance that uh, got your attention?
1: Well, I think it is important to, to look that uh, the shift is towards more technology use knowledge and applying of this knowledge. and the Says this will be particular strong focus because to be superpower in energy uh, you don't need any more for, for, for large reserves of fossil fuel so you can be different in this respect so that means a new chances for the countries that are usually seen as a resource poor countries and at the same time point of hesitation for the countries that usually have been huge resource exporters of these commodities. For them it's definitely a shift because usually they have been in the center and now they could be marginalized so it's not controversial saying well there will be one winning and against another but it is really a cool that everybody should try to make do attention uh, in this new situation to avoid new conflicts emerging. I, I would just give an example from another. when I was dealing with energy uh, in the European Commission. we usually have had a lot of heating debate with our Russian colleagues that if you don't like us you buy less gas from us. And the answer was, no, your price is not competitive. Russians have now adapted better to competition rules, and their sales increases. So it's again it's the same. You, you first try to be very aggressive towards the change, and then you say, look. I need to change something to be competitive. But this shift is so deep uh, because we lived in the oil dominated society for nearly 100 years. So that is an enormous shift for us.
0: Yes, I think adaptation is the name of the game today. Uh, uh, and uh, this quote really caught my attention which also the president of the committee pointed out uh, that the axis is shifting from the oil producing countries to what is called the renewable uh, diplomacy or more particularly the solar diplomacy and all the sunkist countries have come together through the India, France, uh, India Solar Alliance. Uh, Do you see that as uh, one of the avenues through which these countries can voice their geopolitical agenda or do you see more uh, technology neutral platforms that will do the uh, uh,
1: waiting? Well, I think we need both because uh, perception is as strong as facts, and uh, I believe in solar what has a lot of damage done it was trade wars with with, uh, subsidizing not subsidizing tariffs here tariffs there and in a way it made disruption and made a lot of bad feelings so that why I would say this uh, platform is very healthy just to look what is really happening in there Uh, at the same time uh, neutral platforms usually are good to see on the conditions because if you have more electrified world and we will see then uh, it would um ask for uh, new security rules that it will require for new grid codes and by far more, I would say, coherent approach. EU is in this respect a front runner because EU has uh, uh, codes for electricity grids and also for gas grids yes. and that, I think, is interesting experience because that could be reason, uh, done anywhere. It doesn't require that the country is built in the region like EU has built. It could be completely different but you apply the same grid code, so, but you need to find a legal frame for it. So, it gives, a, a, but I think it's more natural, it's really for experts to discuss, but political discussions uh, is always uh, helpful just to avoid misperceptions.
0: So, uh, what do you see as the major challenge in this new energy world and what advice would you as a former and the current energy leader advise other energy leaders in the world?
1: Well, for me, I still believe that it's not part of the report, this is carbon price, because somehow in debate we try to be very neutral because each country will develop its own climate change policy. But if we see this transition, and the goal we would like to achieve, then carbon price is crucial. If there is a carbon price, and more or less globally applied, this transitions that we need to preserve our planet, preserve our lifestyles uh, will be by far more efficient. So I think that's what I would, would really ask our leaders to consider this carbon price because that gives incentives to industry to go in very particular way. And is it something very specific? No, because we tax our industries, we tax our people, It just to reshift it and it could be done in steps but I think it would be huge uh, service for the next generations. If it will be done faster than later, because the target policy that EU has applied, um, I think it's it's already passed. Because target policy is very top-down approach and it could be used when the technology is not very mature but when technology is competitive you need to use other instruments and it should be market instruments and you should trust more markets than top-down approach. So That's why I would believe that that carbon price would do a, a great benefit to everybody.
0: Yes, uh, you're the second person with whom I'm having the same conversation today on carbon pricing and he made a very uh, reference to the ban on smoking, something that's uh, indoor smoking was sort of banned and it was like a carbon tax for those who were trying to pollute indoor environments. So similarly, the energy sector should take a cue and do something similar. If you can control your local environments, you're done. You're already a step there.
1: Yeah, that's interesting comparison. So I, I would say uh, for me it is like any other tax. So I would say it will be not popular. It's true, yeah. that's clear. So you need to see which tax perhaps in release, so okay. to make some balance for people because people don't like to be taxed. But at the same time, I definitely would like to benefit uh, to make a contribution for the next generation. So, so that I think is. A, more trickier than ban on smoking. Yeah. That's, that is by far more easier. Easy.
0: Yes. So I hope uh, the report serves as a wonderful starting point for dialogue amongst many of the countries that are at the forefront of transformation. And uh, I would like to thank you for joining us on this podcast and uh, we will uh, do our best in promoting the report. Thank okay, you.
1: Thank you very much.